the smallest things can trigger us sometimes. If you often find yourself asking, why did I react like that? Or why did that affect me so much? Or simply stating something like, wow, that hit a nerve. Then you're in the right place. Join Candace Fraser and Natalie Collar for a fortnightly chat discussing life's different triggers, upbringings, self-reflections and projected opinions, and the art of embracing self-compassion to overcome emotional setbacks. The conversations are candid, real, authentic, and filled with helpful tips. So join us and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stop, I've Just Been Triggered, a 20-minute podcast focusing on the different types of triggers, our reactions to them, meaning how we respond, and healthy tips to recognize them, acknowledge them, and use them for personal growth. It's time I introduce my co-host, the wonderful Candace Fraser, self-compassion coach, meditation teacher, and EFT practitioner. Hello, Candace. It feels good to get this started. Sure does. Hello, Natalie, and hello to all our listeners. For those who don't know Natalie yet, she is a fabulous empowerment coach, yoga teacher, and just generally all-around amazing human being. I'm really, really excited about this podcast. I think it's going to be really helpful for so many people on so many levels. Triggers happen to everyone. They happen to clients. They happen to, well, they happen to me. Um, They happen to our friends, our kids. Everyone gets triggered. It's a really common human experience. That's right. Triggers are often thought of as like a taboo talk. There's a great deal of shame attached to triggers. And it takes a certain level of vulnerability to allow yourself to face them. Oh, absolutely. It really does. Why don't we just kick off triggers 101 um how about we start by defining what a trigger is i think that's a great place to start the triggers we're going to focus on on this podcast are emotional triggers otherwise known as mental health triggers or psychological triggers Mm. these triggers are usually associated with memories objects or people and they spark an intense wave of negative emotions they come on thick and mm. fast. Mm, they sure do. We've all felt that, right? The change can be really, really swift, uh, sometimes abrupt. And I don't know, these thoughts and these feelings just pop up and you're almost like, what the heck just happened? That's exactly right. And they're a bit of a strange phenomenon. The brain can't actually distinguish between now and then. When it comes to triggers, the brain just reverts us back to the moment when the trigger was first seeded. You can become a seven-year-old child in an instance, for example. Mm, It's just, it's fascinating, isn't it? And I really notice the physical symptoms within my body when I'm triggered. Great point, Candice. The old fight and flight response. (laughs) Yes. I've had clients and myself experience rapid heart rates, chest pains, dizziness, shaking and nausea. Mm, Absolutely. And the non-physical as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Most commonly anxiety, anger, rage, you know, deep sadness, depression. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And triggers can really stem um, from any emotional response or any situation in our past and we trigger feelings of fear or shame or anger 
sadness, guilt. There's really just so many different emotions that we can experience. That's absolutely true, you know. And the thing is, anything that has affected like us or the person specifically, they are an individual. Uh, a trigger is like a mark of impact, you know, a point of neglect or a traumatic memory or even an unmet need. Uh, and, and one we've often talked about, a deeply held belief. They're often seated at a really young age and we carry them for life and they hinder us. They mm. stop us from doing things. Yes. You may not even experience your first trigger incident until many, many years after the seated incident happens. So I often use the analogy with my clients of a car accident. And uh, it's just to give a visual kind of feel to what a trigger is. So say you're in a car accident at a young stage in your life and it was traumatic. You, you feel insecure, shaken. You've watched a parent or a sibling being hurt. However, you seem to recover well. And I, and I emphasize on seem because, you know, we can all put on a brave face. And uh, you don't speak about things anymore and you move on. And years later, you could, on an ordinary day, get in a car, be driving on a certain road, and bam, suddenly mm. this anxiety kicks in. You're gripped with fear and something's triggered that locked memory. The feelings of negativity just wash over you and you need to pull over. You feel like that little child all over again scared alone worried and frightened mm, yeah uh, it's, it's it's a you know it's an experience you can't actually pinpoint uh, often because you're taken away with the emotion and uh, the other analogy i use is a dog bite so you get bitten as a young kid and you carry that fear your entire life and you could be 50 and walking along a beach and you see a dog and a panic attack hits so it's just a simple example of a trigger and that's attached to an incident that, you know, is, is visual. And it, it basically, that trigger is your brain saying that thing bit you, stay away, or all dogs are dangerous, or how you escape. It puts you in fight or flight mm. and it, it basically reverts you back to that little child. Yeah, I, I really love both of those examples, probably because I actually know people who have been in those exact same situations. And I've observed over the years some real struggles within them with ongoing fears for a long, long time. I, I really love those analogies. And I think they really beautifully sum up triggers uh, you know something happens you fast forward in time something happens and those old emotions and that response um, really do do come through so it can be really hard to pinpoint when you are actually triggered and I find the very best place to start is just to allow yourself to identify your response in the current moment mm -hmm. Exactly. That's the best place and a great place to start. Do you want to explain that a little bit more to the listeners, Candice? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, as I said, it can be really hard to spot triggers and 
often they're things that we hide away deep inside our unconscious, our subconscious, things we perhaps don't want to face, or we're just completely unaware and maybe think the way we react is just normal and we just don't think much of it at all. Um, and then other times, I guess our, our response might be a feeling like shame. And if we're feeling that often we're inclined to try and hide it, bury it down deep. Mm. So recognizing those triggers can be really, really tricky. So in order to start to identify your, your response, you have to give yourself permission to actually look, to be open to noticing how you're reacting, how you're feeling and how you're thinking in different situations. Mm. And I think once you give yourself that permission to observe yourself with grace and love and compassion, you can really start to notice your response, how you're feeling physically, mentally, emotionally. And I think this helps to start the process of working through triggers without jumping in the deep end. Mm. That's so true, Candice. And look, it's a great mindful living technique and it's something you can really help you. It can really help you work through with triggers. When in that moment, you take stock of the rising emotions, you acknowledge the feelings and you examine your response. The odd thing is when we experience that rise of emotions from our triggers, our initial response is to repress them. It's what we've been taught to do from a young age. Uh, be a good girl, be a good boy. Don't cry. Big girls, big boys don't cry. Uh, don't be such a baby. Uh, you'll get over it. Uh, be happy, you know, just be happy and so on. And unfortunately, repressing emotions leads us to recycle them over and over and over again. Hence, the perfect storm. Off goes the trigger and you're back fighting those repressed emotions. So it's, it's really important. Instead, when an emotion arises, we need to learn to ride the wave, the wave of emotion. Feel all the feels. Use this to identify the triggers that are causing this emotional response. When you first identify your triggers, you don't need to fret about changing things rapidly or immediately. It's new information. The most important thing about the information that we're sharing and, and it, we're on this journey through triggers is really we have to allow ourselves to become aware that the trigger exists and then you've started on that journey of discovery regarding that trigger. Yeah. So, you know, to begin with, you're just simply noticing that you're experiencing a response. You've had this wave of not so nice emotions and maybe you started thinking differently. And I call this holding a space for your emotions. That is beautiful. Holding a space for your emotions. That articulates beautifully what you can do there and hold space mm. for those physical cues as well mm. because emotion can and does cause a physical response within our body things mm. like as we touched on before an increased heart rate might be chest pains or a funny feeling in the pit of your stomach uh, perhaps interrupted thinking shaking nausea 
dizziness, all those sorts of things? It's, it's interesting, isn't it? All of us recognise emotions differently. And I think we forget that. Some of us are great at identifying and naming our emotions. But others are like, oh, hey, suddenly my jaw's tight. What, what's going on, you know? So that's fine. And it's probably just important to note that there's different ways of recognising emotions. Mm, yeah, ab- absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think once you start recognising and accepting that you have been triggered, that you're having a reaction, mm. it gives you that space to kind of gently investigate moving backwards, mm. kind of retracing your steps, going over the current situation. So starting in this moment, going, mm. you know, what what was I doing before I got upset? Or, or maybe what brought on this negative emotion? And It might be that someone said something or you felt like you were ignored, maybe judged. Um, Maybe someone was trying to tell you what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing, or you felt really embarrassed by something. It's Um, just, yeah, really helpful to, to notice what triggered that response in your body in the moment. Exactly. And that's a really good point, you know, and, The other thing to remember, though, when you're looking at triggers is this is where you can start to feel really raw. (laughs) And you'll really need to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Uh, You know, facing triggers is, it can be really uncomfortable. It's confronting is probably the best way to put it because you have put this, you know, uh, incident way back. It pushed it way back in your mind. So it's really important Uh, that we're gentle with ourselves here, really, really gentle when we're facing triggers. I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head there, Natalie. This part can be really uncomfortable and leave you feeling really vulnerable. And unfortunately, it's probably going to get even more uncomfortable before it gets better. So you've kind of noticed your response. You've even identified what's happened in the moment that's triggered that reaction within you. But now it's time to explore where it all stems from. Natalie, do you want to expand on kind of when and how our emotional triggers form? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Look, we all start out as innocent, perfect little babies, you know, these, these incredibly pure little beings. And we grow into young children and adolescents. And again, all extremely innocent and impressionable. Inevitably, at different times in our lives, we start to experience hardship, you know, tough times, fears, injustice. Um, And sometimes it's by accident. And unfortunately, sometimes we have horrible people in our lives that do horrible things. Whenever this type of scarring or marking um, experience occurs in our childhood, we obviously have an emotional response to this situation. If it's not expressed, but repressed it's a potential trigger and it's born right in that moment you fast forward into your adult years and you'll find yourself often triggered by experiences that are painfully remindful of those emotional experiences that you had as a child and hence the repressed emotions can come flooding right back you know because we're human 
we're habitual creatures. Mm-hmm. We respond to our triggers the same way that we did when the actual incident occurs. Yeah. You know, again, like we said, the brain can't distinguish, you know. Good one is, you know, let's say you're the kind of child that was raised to be seen and not heard. And there's a lot out there. You, know? um, yep. <laughs> you were punished, um, you know, if you put a foot out of line. Um, and basically this becomes a trigger point as an adult. So what happens is you fast forward and you're sitting in a meeting and you're an adult <laughs> and a person you consider of authority is in the meeting and their presence alone just triggers that conditioned belief that you should be seen but not heard. Then as a consequence, you decide not to contribute to the meeting, not to share that idea and let the adults have their say. And so you continue to hide your voice. Holding on to these triggers becomes counterproductive. And if you had, you know, career aspirations in the organisation, you're not likely to pursue them. Yeah, that's a great example of just how important it is to work through your triggers, isn't it? They really, really can hold you back. Triggers, yeah. They can really hinder you and in all aspects of your life, your career, family, socially, financially, Mm -hmm. in your friendships. The list just goes on and on. Yeah, it really does. And, And that's just why this topic is so, so important. We really don't have to keep reliving the past. We don't have to hold ourselves back as adults have the ability to learn the lessons from our past, hold on to them, but let go of that emotional response so that we can be happy and joyful and just, you know, achieve all those really beautiful feelings of inner peace. Mm. And so now we've talked a little bit about how to notice when you're triggered in the moment using those physical and thought cues And we've touched on how to investigate your past to find where triggers stem from. How about we share a technique or process that you can use to start to resolve and work through these triggers? This is a great, great place to do this. Um, I love personally using something that I call talk to your inner child. It's mm. a technique. Yes, beautiful. Um, it, it is. It's it's uh, it is a very different technique. <laughs> Not always comfortable, um, but but this is how I usually explain it. Uh, I ask clients to just close their eyes, go back into the moment in their childhood which marked them, and speak to the inner child. You you know, for instance, you could have been teased at the age of nine. Let's say. Mm. Um, and relentlessly so it's not something that you just tease for a second it's, it's something that's relentless and so with this technique you would envision the nine-year-old child and then once the picture is complete and whole you stand in front of the child and you address them with unconditional love not in any dismissive talk there's no it all works out you'll be fine don't cry life gets better but in a a really in an acknowledging self-compassionate way saying things to the child like I understand you're hurting and this has really upset you I see you 
I hear you, I acknowledge you, and I love you. Um, you know, things like you didn't know any better. You should have been, you know, protected. Uh, your voice should have been heard. All these things that are important for that child to hear. Things like you are beautiful just the way you are or you are unique and special and so on and so on. You give the inner child the support, love and belief that you needed at that time but never received. And I remember hearing once, Candice, this beautiful line, healing is the application of love to the places inside that are hurt. Oh, I like that a lot. Healing is the application of love to the places inside which are hurt. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah beautiful. I love that. What a beautiful description. And isn't inner child work just so powerful? I know when I first started working on my inner child, it felt really um weird and and I guess I struggled with it a little bit because it was the first time I think I had expressed those accepting and loving and compassionate messages to my inner child so I guess we have that one component that is is sending the inner child the love but there's another part which is the inner child that's accepting it and I think for a lot of people, certainly for myself, when you start using practices like this, they can feel really strange. Mm -hmm. But I just, I would really encourage everyone to stick with it because over time, it just becomes more and more natural and powerful. Yeah, absolutely. We have, you know, beautifully and, and succinctly given everyone a, a really good rundown of Triggers 101. Mm, yeah. It's some key steps to begin to notice uh, when they're triggered, notice what triggered them yeah. and investigate, you know, the past and see where the trigger stems from yeah. and then nurture it and allow it to heal and the healing to take place so that that trigger then can be removed from your life and, then you can go on and live a happy, you know, ever after kind of life. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, we are so looking forward to digging into each of those steps a little bit more, exploring some of the really common triggers and sharing a stack of different practices to nurture and allow healing to take place so that we can be free or freer from our triggers. I think that sums up everything beautifully. And with that, um, I think this is the perfect time to wrap up episode yes. one. And on behalf of Candace and myself, we'd like to thank you for joining us. We are very much looking forward to continuing to dive into all things triggers. Yeah. We will be back in a fortnight with our next episode of Stop, I've Just Been Triggered. If you have any questions regarding this podcast or triggers in general, contact us via our social media platforms and we will endeavour to get back to you ASAP. But it's bye for now.